questions for the boys. As we all know, Hinge is the app that's meant to be deleted thanks to their excellent marketing campaign. And a lot of us go on Hinge seeking a date, a romantic relationship. You know, some of us have commitment issues, so three dates max. But we all go on Hinge looking for some sort of man that we're interested in. However, through the grace of God, Hinge connected us with one of our favorite friends that we have. And he is not only our favorite friend, he is now the godfather of my son, my cat Goose. So we're now family, if you count that. <laughs> it was getting weird, I could tell. <laughs> Are you drunk? A little. Okay, ready? Abby just did some finger guns at me. So on this episode, we are so excited to sit Troy in the hottest of seats. We're going to be asking him for the insider's look into what it means to be a boy and date in this day and age. We hear what it's like to view Hinge from a boy's perspective, whether a girl should approach a boy in a bar, and why the heck boys aren't approaching us in bars or in the grocery store. We're just going to learn the ins and outs of dating from a man's perspective. And it gets even better after that. After that, we talk about a more important and slightly heavier topic of self-image. And we get really deep and vulnerable. And I really appreciate this conversation. And we hope that you will too. This conversation takes a tender turn, but we're here for it. So crack open a cold one with the boys. Let's get it going. Congrats, you press play, and you're listening to Just Go With It. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. And this is the motivational podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. As we learn to navigate the uncertainty that exists in the best years of our lives. Sometimes you've got to learn to just go with it. And we are live from Las Vegas with Troy Potensky. How's it going, guys? How's it going? Say hi to all the millions of fans, Troy. <laughs> not wait to become famous. Not wait either. Please explain why you're always in Vegas and why we're not there with you. Um, Vegas is like a second home. Um, to be honest with you, family and I have, it's been like a tradition to come here. And there was a point in my life where I was like six and we would come here like four times a year. Uh, <laughs> don't ask why. And every Christmas we come here because nobody's here. Uh, maybe it's because, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just a family thing, I guess, and just love it here. Do you always stay in the same place or do you switch it up? No, we switch it up a lot, um, especially when I come with friends. Obviously, we try and look for the good deals and just try and, you know, have a good weekend. And when I'm with the parents, when they buy, we can go wherever <laughs> wherever they want. <laughs> I don't really You're a big roller. <laughs> huge roller. Well, that's really exciting. We're so glad to have you on today. Finally, we've got the audio to work. You're recording from your hotel, what is it, hallway? I'm actually in the hallway currently, so this is going to be a fun one. Hopefully there's no echo. If housekeeping, yeah, if, if housekeeping comes by, I'm sorry. It'll add to the charm of it all, the Vegas charm of it all. <laughs> First, to kick it off, I want to know if you have any fun Vegas stories. Um, I have multiple. Um, I mean, there's always like the fun random gambling wins that you get and obviously the random gambling losses that you get. Um, honestly, coming to Vegas is just, it's just a different like culture. I don't know what, what it is about this city. It's you come here and you can people watch for day. Like if that was a sport, I'd be, it'd be like, I'd be all over that because Vegas brings together. It's like a big crock pot of like every single culture that you can think of mashed together on one street. And it's, it's wild. My favorite thing is walking from hotel to hotel and seeing the different like vibes in each hotel. If that makes sense. It feels it honestly it's kind of, like you're different going to like country to country. Much like going through our bar crawl that we put on in quarantine from room to room. 
honestly, themed room. Honestly, see, it's kind of like that, except on a larger scale with a lot more people. The people watching Olympics in Vegas. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd be gold medal in that. There's some not suitable for work stories on here. I don't know what kind of podcast we're, we're driving here. Okay, well, if it comes up, it comes up. I want to know some of your bucket list items just because I want to get to know you more. Uh, obviously, I want to get my master's. Love traveling, so I want to keep traveling. Well, you already made it as a guest on a podcast, so that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, this is on my bucket list. I've always wanted to, I know it sounds terrible, I want to I model once. <laughs> Any. <laughs> Any company that is out there looking for a bald model, hit, yeah, <laughs> hit my line, please. Wait, you should model for male wigs, like a male wig line. Honestly, I'm down. <laughs> I don't even care anymore. Just somebody. Once we have some JGWI merch, you can model that for us. There we go. Perfect. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Oh, thing with no payback. Making money moves, baby. We're making dreams yeah. happen. It's what we awesome. do. So we all know about the hype house. We were talking about the JGWI house, and we have all our all of our guests as a social experiment, like put them in a man together. <laughs> Cause they're all like twenty-two to like twenty-six, like and they're all fun. Crew. It would be like the molliest of crews, but like everyone would probably get along. Yeah. Yeah. And we're kind of evening out with men to women. It's kind of like a bachelor in paradise thing, even. Yeah, there I say. So we are friends through a failed hinge romance. Would you say that's correct, Troy? I would. I would say that's a correct statement. But was it a failure since we walked away with Troy? Yeah, it was really a win. That's really a win. <laughs> yeah, so for all the fans, I went on some dates with this boy from Hinge, and then our friends met each other and that's how we have budded this beautiful relationship with troy that we are just so fond of and now he's the godfather of my cat goose it's a family affair now (laughs) it is definitely a family affair so we wanted to in light of abby meeting troy technically through a dating app um we want to just grill troy on some questions for the boys and what dating is like from their heads oh god (laughs) <laughs> I'll, I'll, i'm gonna give a nice biased opinion on all these so please everyone take it with a grain of salt Troy is slightly unprepared for some of the questions but that adds to the fun because we don't have brothers to ask these questions to so like you're all we got and today the girls are gonna get enlightened oh i can't wait let's hear them and whatever answers troy gives are the end all be all for the dating rule book yeah you can just generalize to all men basically <laughs> Okay, kicking it off, we have, what is your preferred dating app? Okay, all right, good start. I've been, I was on a few for a while, so I was doing Bumble, Hinge, Tinder. I think out of all of them I liked, they all had like their own little like niche thing. I think Bumble was probably like the most genuine, but a lot of fake profiles I felt like. I don't know, again, you guys are hearing this from me, who gets very minimal likes, so that's why it's a very biased opinion. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're literally perfect. Okay, just let me talk. Let me talk. This is like uh, I would say Bumble was probably the best out of the three, and then it'd go Hinge and then Tinder for me. I never really got into those. I don't know what the other ones were. I don't know either. Other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, is, are you picking Bumble because of the quality of women or the accessibility of using the app? Like, what is your criteria? Um, it's easy I felt to like, swipe. Yeah, I felt like the, well, yeah, the success was a little bit better on the Bumble app. And just, I felt like the the girls were more genuine. I don't, I don't know how to put that. Um, I don't know. Hinge was kind of like a flexi profile and mm-hmm, everyone, yeah. it seemed like everyone kind of like 
put all their traveling pictures. I mean, and that was kind of everywhere, but it just felt like the girls on Hinge, like they'd match with you and then never talk to you, which was, I don't know if that was, again, my experience or just in general overall. Right. I have a question about Hinge and the girls on there. Is a girl, if you like a girl's photo and then she asks you to start the conversation, is it game over? Do you expect her to take charge and start the the conversation? Okay. So if the girl, if I like a girl's photo and then Uh she likes back but doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like back and forth. No. Yeah. Then it's mine. Then it's the guy's turn. And that's the, I think that's another thing that I didn't like about um hinge is that like you have to be witty and i'm like i'm like kind of witty but it takes me time and it's like way too much effort to put into something like that i don't know because if you just like a photo and you look like i do yeah no you're not <laughs> you're not gonna make it. you gotta have you gotta have some choice stop your show super humble super humble i guess okay so i'm curious to know are you sending creative pickup lines or are you just entering with a hey like how are we starting this how do no. what do guys Okay, so it depends on, I don't know, kind of dependent on my mood. I think I started with cheesy pickup lines and saw a success rate of about 0%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it went downhill from there. And then I started with the hey, or like I would comment on like a certain photo and be like, oh, that looks great. Where is this from? Like spark a question just to try and see. You know, again, success rate minimal, but <laughs> better, better than zero on that one. Honestly, I was like, I have a bunch of friends that are super witty and like, can come up with some really funny stuff. However, I am not that one. So it was a little bit difficult for me on that aspect. So I don't, I don't know from the hey point of view, that's kind of like my go-to. Gotcha. What makes you like a girl's photo? Is it because she's cute? Is it because she's like showing off where she traveled or is it one of her like prompts on Hinge? Um. I honestly like the prompts on there because it showed a sense of humor. Maybe that's why I liked it. Photos. I mean, sure, everyone could have like their little swimsuit photo up front and all that good stuff. That's funny and great for them. But it's not like, I don't know, it's not like a go-to for me. And I would never like, I don't know why I would never like the first photo on their profile. I would go all the way like down to the bottom and find something on there. Or I'd comment back on the prompt to show that I'm like actually reading their profile. I guess that was a... I don't know if that was like a thing that everyone does, but that's the thing I did. It kind of, it was a mixture of, I personally love traveling. So I love seeing photos of people like out doing things. But if it's like them, if there's any sort of reference to like drugs, like, I don't know if there was pot in the background or a beer, I don't know. Just any of that. It was such a turnoff for me. There there was no liking on any of those photos. Yeah. Nobody wants a trashy hoe. Anyways. Uh, (laughs) so are you going on dates with any of these girls from dating apps like what's your go-to date or have you just not made that step do i make do i drop a spoiler mid podcast no because we want to ask you about that later okay did i go on dates with people like this yeah like do you make the jumps to go on a date and or are you just staying in like the talking phase no you stay in the talking you stay in the talking phase for about a week and then you drop uh you know what not a week couple days then you would drop, I would drop like Instagram uh, or Snapchat. And if they were weird or fishy about that, there was like an automatic drop of conversation. But if they're interested enough to stay in a conversation on the app itself for like a day or two, that's that's dope. Love that. Um, so then it's kind of like a go forward thing. It's not like I just jump in and say, hey, let's let's go get drinks, even though we couldn't do that. I mean, recently, but <laughs> in general. 
if a conversation is going on too long without the drinks ever coming about, are you just going to drop that person? No, I wouldn't say so. I think if the conversation's good, you're actually genuinely like talking about things. I don't, I think you're just getting to know people. I mean, obviously there's, it comes a point with if, if it's like a year and there's no, I don't know, no update or something, it's kind of weird, but you know, yeah. I think everyone's got their own preference and I don't, I wouldn't like push people to meet. I don't know. Especially nowadays. I feel like everyone's kind of like on edge about meeting people. I don't know what the deal is lately. You mentioned switching to Snapchat off of the app, which obviously makes sense because you want to make sure they're not catfishing. But earlier in the previous episode, we basically roast Snapchat as a way for guys to basically play girls, but I'm sure it goes both ways. I just wanted to get your hot take on Snapchat as an app. Do you think it's a good way for or an easy way for people to get played or to play others? Like, what do you think about I- it? I wish I, I'm not caught up on that podcast then. I need to listen up on that one because I'm curious what you guys have to say about that. Um, India, with India, it roasted Snapchat. <laughs> love India. Love that. I knew she would roast it, but that's all right. Um, I honestly don't mind Snapchat because of the fact that, I don't know, it's just real life pictures. It's, I, from a guy's point of view, if I get a Snapchat from a girl, that's a face, that's her face every time. And it's the same filter or a different filter or just filtered of any kind. I just know that she's insecure. I don't know if that's like a, sorry. <laughs> my life. Spoiler alert. No, I need to no, want with filters. Sorry. Like I, I know what I look like. It's not good. I know I look better in a filter. However, I'm going to send normal pictures. If you don't like me that way, that sucks. <laughs> Cause there's no filters in real life unless I want to wear makeup. A little bit different. That's so true. I love that. Like, there's no filter. Unfiltered. Like, you just, you're not going to like me. Like, that's pretty logical. That's true. It's honestly like a little, like, go forward path for me. Like, self esteem low, um, filters high. Fair? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Something else that does not include a filter. How do you feel about FaceTiming a girl before ever going on a date? I like it. I've never really gone about it however i've called her i don't know i i i've learned a lot about like audio i feel like hearing her voice is better i don't know i don't have to like see her face specifically i don't know abby's fond of facetiming before a date okay i love facetiming before a date because i think that gives me a tiny little glimpse into the person's personality and i can tell within 10 minutes if they're going to be fun or not and if they're not fun it's like oh god like i don't think i can do that do you guys get anxiety from FaceTiming sometimes? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I get just just like from just calling you guys. I don't know why I get like anxious. <laughs> I said that once before too. Remember, I was like, I get nervous when I FaceTime my friends. Oh yeah, I think mean, it was like getting like giddy and like jittery before FaceTiming one of us. Really? Um, it's it's definitely a thing. Okay, obviously, we're the social media generation, whatever, like the dating app thing is just a way that we have been so normalizing meeting people. But what we all want, what we all dream of is just being approached by a nice man in a nice setting, like at a Trader Joe's. At a He's already shaking his head. <laughs> and I want to know from a boy's perspective, why aren't enough guys doing this? Like, is it a confidence thing? Do they just think they're going to get shut down? Like, I, what's okay, going I, yeah. on? I agree. Okay. So there's, I think two factors, one of which is definitely a confidence thing. A lot of people don't like being rejected, whatever. I get that. Second, I feel like we're in this like 2020. Yeah. 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 Everyone's, I feel like everyone's on edge and there's like a, I don't know, obviously you guys are cool. Like I know 
you guys are approachable and all that good stuff. There are a lot of girls that are just not approachable or feel like weirded out if guys try and do anything nice or say anything nice. I don't know if that's like <laughs> normal. But like, like, no, honestly, I, I feel like girls that get compliments from dudes are like, wow, he's so weird. Or like, I can't believe he just said something. I'm sure guys say really crazy stuff. I don't, but I know a bunch of guys that, that would say weird things and go about things the wrong way, if that makes sense. Like, in, especially in public settings. All I we would kill for is, yeah, a guy to approach us in a restaurant, a bar, a coffee yeah. shop. No, I think it's a, fun, a few bad apples that kind of ruined it for some people. Maybe they've had a bad experience with some or I don't, I don't know. And it's kind of tough to tell from a guy's point of view who's single and who's not. You know, there's been, God, it'd be such a good idea to have bars. I think I've seen bars and stuff do this where they hand out bracelets that say, like, single, like, interested, not interested, taken, don't talk to me, introvert, extrovert. Honestly, really smart. I'd be down to that. Yeah, I want to go to bars with that. I just, I wish I was more normal. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I would make the argument that a lot of girls... A lot more girls than you think are approachable, no matter what they look like or whatever their demeanor. I just think that, obviously, like you said, there's some bad apples that are going to be rude about it. But I think in general, like, we're all just on this earth trying to get to know people. So I support that. But I want to flip the script a little bit from a guy's perspective. What if a girl was to do that and approach, like, a group of guys? Is that, like, really overwhelming? Or is that, like, who does her because she's confident? (laughs) No, that never happens. I feel like that never happens anymore, ever. There's like this big stigma about guys make the first move. I'm all for it. All for it. However, I feel like it should be if we all, you know, if we're all equal, let's all make the first move. Like somebody's got to do it. And if you leave it up to the guy. But, Abby does it like crazy. All <laughs> well, you're a rare breed because there's not many that do that. I think I honestly, so how do you feel if one were, how do you feel if one were to do that? Me personally, or just guys in general? Both. I like both. Okay, well, me personally loves that because I, I think guys in general love attention. So anything, you know, even remotely close to that is dope. I don't know. I don't think there's one guy out there that would hate to have a girl come up to him. Good to know. Good to know. Just in general. Uh, doesn't, I don't, it doesn't affect you in any way, I don't think. Kind of with girls making the first move, do you like it if you're talking to someone on a dating app and the girl is the first one to suggest, oh, let's text instead or let's go grab drinks? Um, yes and no. There's a there's like a, a fine line between like how needy they are, if that makes sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If it's like really fast, it, it's yeah. a little concerning. I don't know. You don't want to come off too eager. Exactly. Don't. There's like a fine line and I think that goes both ways. What if on the dating app, the girl is basically like, I'm really not on here that often. Do you want to text instead? Here's my number. That's fine. I understand. I have, I've, I've seen that. I'm asking for myself. That is what I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I get that. And then not on here a lot. I get that a lot. Um, and that's good, I guess. Cause you're not, you know, obviously stuck to your phone or, right. you know, you're not always on the app. That's fine. However, I don't know. If you're interested in dating, you should probably also be interested in the apps that you're using to date. I don't Yeah. Okay, so say we graduate, we're off the phones, we're on a first date. What are some automatic yeses or nos when you're on a date with a girl that are either turn-ons or turn-offs? Okay, typically first date. Okay, this is all Troy bias, number one. So all the girls that were listening that that didn't make the cut, this is probably why you didn't make the cut. (laughs) 
Anyways, that goes to all two of them out there. <laughs> um, usually first dates, what, like drinks, maybe yeah. lunch or coffee or food of some sort. I don't know. Number one is how they interact with others. Not even with me, just with others, especially mm-hmm. the waitress, waiter, whatever. You know, if they're not polite, they don't say please. They don't say thank you. That's yikes. That's a big mm-hmm. yikes. Number two, question listening. And asking questions, like actively listening. So actively listening, nodding your head, acting like you're involved, whether you are or not, I don't care. As long as you like ask a question that's like legit back and like shows that you're somewhat listening to the general topic that I'm talking about. Um, And then also just in general, just one-sided conversations are not fun. You know, you go on a date to know more about a person, I guess, and see what they're like. I don't know. And see how you guys interact. And if you're just going to, I don't know, sit there and not try and learn something about someone, that's a no for me. And then another thing, huge for me, terrible, I know, but going out to eat, whatever, paying for things, I will pay gladly. Gladly. However. You want her to offer. A gesture. I don't even mm-hmm. care. You can, you could barely reach for your wallet, just in the direction of the wallet or be like, I, I just wait, just something like that. That's all you have to do. Oh, wow. Do then, some girls okay. just blow it over? They don't even do the reach over? Or no. that? are you sure? No, no, no. I've been on a few where there's not even a thank you at the end. And that's like... Oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That's an automatic no second date. What about if the girl's like, do you want to split it? <laughs> that's No, that's perfect. You're not going to split it. I will pay for it. However, that, that gesture alone is perfect. Okay, amazing. So the bar is pretty low. Basically, just be nice. <laughs> a lot of girls aren't meeting it, evidently. A normal person who can have a normal conversation and offer. It, to- you'd be surprised how low the bar is, and a lot of people can't reach that. I don't know. That's really upsetting. Through across the board. <laughs> I mean, okay. and then obviously they have to look attractive. Like I have to be somewhat attracted to them. To yeah. Right. Continue. Okay, I have a statement about the one-sided conversations because I love dating. I love going on dates, and I love getting to know people. I think it's so fun. And I've been on some dates where they like are not good at having a conversation. And so I'm basically carrying as I do put the team on my back and I'm asking them all these questions about themselves and they're never reciprocating it. They're never asking me anything back. So it's like really uncomfortable because it feels like I'm interrogating them much like we're doing to you right now. But I've also been on the flip side where the guy just does not know how to speak about himself or speak to his life experience. And so he's just like interrogating me and asking me all these questions. And I feel like I don't stop talking for two hours straight. So I feel like both are very horrible situations, but I want to know. Yeah. What do you think about that? Like it has to be both ways. It needs to be a two-sided conversation. And honestly, first dates should seem longer than they are, seem shorter than they are. What is it? You know, mm-hmm. like you should be able to talk to somebody for at somebody you don't know for yeah. at least like two hours, at least. So if time doesn't fly when you're with them, that's also a terrible sign. I've been on many first dates that lasted four hours and I was like, what? <laughs> uh, that's <good. laughs> like the other ones at 30 minutes, you're checking your watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can, tell, you can tell when it's going well, like almost immediately. We talked about this in the last episode on dating with India, but should, if a first date is just mediocre, we're taking at face value, should we aim for a second date to see if something clicks more there? Okay. So just when you say mediocre, just like, like, like I'm not like like thinking about him and dying for the next one, but it was fun. It was like a good, I'm not like, I don't regret it. No, I believe in second chances always, but 
<laughs> I I would say yes to that question. I don't. I think a th- second date kind of. I, although I'd probably put it on him to initiate that or whoever the opposite was that didn't initiate the first one. Okay. I think that's kind of how that works. I don't know. At least both hint that you want to, and then somebody has to initiate it. But I think mm-hmm. that's. I think it's definitely worth the second. I mean, what else you got to do? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm very limited on my, I was very limited on my picks. So I, you know, <laughs> it sounds terrible. <laughs> okay. No. I, I love the honesty, but now we're moving into something positive because we want to ask you, we have seen a recent post by you and we got very excited about it. We must know, do you have a girlfriend? How did you meet? What's the story? What's going on with that? Was it a dating app? Did you like, was the first date great? Like, tell us everything. Yeah, this is a TMZ exclusive first look. Huh? I'm probably going to share the podcast with her, so it's got to be. <laughs> um, Leave nothing yes. out. No stone unturned. I do have a girlfriend now, so it's official. Um, there is hope out there for all the bald men, for the bald community. Um, <laughs> we, I don't know who's who's asking where we met. Are you asking or is my mom asking? Uh, yeah, your mom texts us. <laughs> I doubt your mom is listening to this podcast. <laughs> mom, we met at Trader Joe's. Um, you guys, we met on Bumble. So okay. um, maybe that was my bias towards Bumble. I'm not sure. But, you know, it was like one of those quick and easy. I think we started just a very quick and easy chat. I don't remember how the conversation even started on Bumble. But then obviously went, did the old first aid for food. And then I, I honestly think we sat down at like five and sat there till close. It might have been almost 10 o'clock. I don't really remember. It was super long, but we just talked forever. It was like literally all the things I said that our turnoff she didn't do, which is awesome. Love that. Thanks, Kathleen. We just had a good conversation, I thought. And then obviously found her attractive. So that's (laughs) always a plus. And uh, I think we continued with another date at literally a restaurant right next to it. I don't... We like stayed in the same like restaurant area it was kind of funny um wait so how long have you known each other how long ago was this oh gosh what is it december already oh geez um i think this was back prior like just before halloween i know she would know the exact date but i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) somewhere in october i would say is when we like started um and then we've kind of like just kept going on like small dates and doing fun random stuff and I don't know we just enjoy each other's company so Um, how long did you guys date before you made it official till now I mean a couple months we like official I mean okay let's let's have a debated topic people (laughs) what is official nowadays I don't know what that means I think let's both give our definitions you first Abby Okay, officials like go and study, like whether or not you were exclusively dating or like exclusively only talking to each other up until this point, you want to make it exclusive. So you have to verbalize, would you like to be my girlfriend and whatever, or she can ask. It's 2020, girls. So wait, do people still do verbal things? I would appreciate it if they would. Is it like a prom ask or what? Verbal clarification. It doesn't need to be a big deal. It's just a conversation between the two. Yeah, you're like, I'm really liking where this is going, and I really like you, and I would like to exclusively date you. Would you like to be my girlfriend or boyfriend? Okay, fair. Okay, let's just like, should I haven't had that conversation yet with her? (laughs) Let's just let's just not include the end and talk about the. Let's just be exclusive. 
If you just left it at that, does that imply official? Or do you have to hear the verbal? Uh, My question about that, though, is do I tell other people this is my boyfriend? And if I tell someone in front of him, is he going to freak out? Because I said that. It's the label of boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, if if I'm dating a guy, you can be dating without them being your boyfriend. You could do that for months and months and months. Yeah. That's true. Troy's like reevaluating. So, but I, like, would it freak you out if a girl was like asking for some sort of like verbal commitment? Like you're going to no, college? No, I think that's fair. So weird if you went on like four dates with a girl and then you, you were like at a brunch with her friends and she was like, this is my boyfriend. And you were like, wait, we didn't have that conversation. Like, don't you think yeah. that'd be weird? No, that would be very awkward. So I guess you are right in that respect. Like you kind of have to, I don't know. Maybe it's implied nowadays. I don't really know. But, you know, I remember the times that were much more simpler when it was like Facebook made it official. Yeah. And like, you can't really, I mean, you can't really go off that nowadays because not many people use it. I don't know. I think it's really funny when people are like engaged and they've been together for four years and they make it Facebook official. Like, or like married and you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it, everything goes kind of like clockwork nowadays. I don't know if this is everyone else's view. It's like it's met meet on dating app or wherever, and then you start texting or no, wait, you probably go on social media, like DM each other or whatever, and then you text and then date and then maybe second date. When do you start like including somebody in their like stories, like? Like kind of on social media? That's a good question. Like what (laughs) can't do that on the first date, I don't think. I think it's a little weird. Yeah, that's super weird. What is it called? A soft what did it call it? Like a soft not release, not like press release, but like a soft launch. Yeah, Yeah. soft launch. The beta beta version. (laughs) (laughs) Like slightly including him in it. Just like maybe in the background as a photo. Like maybe not a tag, but like a man's watch is in it and you're like, ooh. A classic. (laughs) Let's just talk about that. It's such a flex when girls do that. Out. Totally. My, my favorite is the out, um, out at like a dinner spot. And then they wait for the, clearly wait for the guy to leave the table and then take a picture of like both glasses. And you can tell there's two people at the, <laughs> at the restaurant. Oh, it's so flexing so hard. It's so it's such funny. A flex. But so what, at what point do you include someone on social media? Like on Not the your first story? Date. I think. I think when you start seeing that it's like going somewhere, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It kind of depends on the context, but like, that's a good question. I like, I really honestly don't know. That's kind of why I posed the question. Like, where's my opinion? Yeah. yeah. I think they have to at least have met a few of your friends. And so that your friends like know of this person in existence. And then you can like put them on the story and it's not like some stranger, like, I don't know. I just feel like there has to they have to cross that level of familiarity into your life before you're like throwing them up. Really? I feel like Go ahead. Okay, my hot take is that it depends on what type of poster you are. If you only post on your story once a month and suddenly you choose to post a man on it, that's a lot more drastic than someone who posts every other day and always posts all of your friends. That's true. And there's always different people on your story. And then there's also like the edgy guy girl, um, that would always like that loves like I don't know the mystery of who's who who's he dating who's she dating I don't know I feel like there's always that one person that loves controversy and like is well, it you no do I? I hope not 
tell me now. I hope not. Uh, okay, can we talk about the future a little bit? Everyone's favorite <laughs> topic. Our future with Troy. <laughs> Our future with you. No, I want to know. Do you guys ever think about their wedding? Like, have you ever once pictured what it's going to look like or anything of the sort? No, you're asking a guy that goes with the flow and really, I don't like to think too much about the future because then I start stressing. It's just like, I'm a big low expectation and like high outcome kind of guy. Moving on a little bit. Oh, this is a fun one. What is the first thing you notice about a girl in person? Not on, not on a phone. I kind of want to hear both. Um, in person, how she carries herself. You know, you can kind of see how she's like walking in. I can tell when a girl's shy just by the way she like walks, like literally walks up. I don't know. It's it's nothing wrong with being shy. Just stating how you can tell immediately how somebody is by the way they carry themselves. That's probably the first thing I notice. And then manners right after that. And then also, I'd like to see what she's wearing as well. I mean, you know, nothing designer brand doesn't. It's not like, it's kind of dope to see, but it's not like, it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like how she presents herself, how she looks at herself in the mirror and says, this is what I'm going to go out in. This is how I want to represent myself. No, totally. You are speaking to the world with whatever you put on every single day. You tell the world what you want them to think about you. So I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if you show up in, you know, sweats and a sweatshirt, I could see it's going to be a nice leisurely walk in the park. But um, yeah, I don't know if that's the, <laughs> that's the outcome I want. Um, I have a question really quick before you ask your question Ashley so you said like obviously you can tell right off the bat when a girl walks up and she's like very shy is that cute to be like oh she's like a shy sweet girl or is it more like are you more attracted to like a fun outgoing in your face kind of personality I know it's different for everyone but I don't know and for dating and long term I don't think opposites attract in my opinion in attitude outgoingness I like somebody that's kind of like outgoing, positive, not shy, negative, depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who has a will to go on dates. Got a will? That's that's fun. That's cool. All their ambition sprinkled on top. There's a huge difference between someone just being a little bit shy. Okay, well, (laughs) we crossed the wrong line. Sorry. Uncharted territory. Okay, I had a question when (laughs) you mentioned when you mentioned walk in the park. I thought of a question. What is your viewpoint on a first date being drinks, which is my favorite, versus coffee versus an activity? For a first date. You're asking me, I love activities and I don't know, going out and not sitting down as much. I like walking, you know, going for a nice walk. I think ideally for me, I like a coffee and a walk would be like number number one. Not a big like drinker. I don't know, but I, I could take either. It kind of depends on the mood and the time of the day too. Obviously, you're not going to go for a walk at 10 p.m. You know what? I think you're going to kill her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what my dream is. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> in quarantine when I'm not going on any dates this is my ideal first date okay it's an activity but it includes drinks and it's preferably an activity where I can wear a cute outfit and an activity where the guy can teach me something because males like to teach women things. and so my I figured this out my ideal date would be to go to a driving range is that what they're called when you play golf yes. okay. that's good that's good Great. And we have drinks, and then the guy can, like, teach me how to swing the golf club because I have absolutely no idea what the heck I'm doing. And I just think that would be so fun. 
and I'm yeah. still waiting. I'm holding out. That is a good one because drinks put everyone at ease. So you get the drinks there mm-hmm. at the driving range. And you, you get some apps. Some apps. Yeah. I, no, I like that. That's a good. That's a good date idea, and I have done that before, minus the drinks. But I'm with you on the the driving range yeah. is kind of fun. And I've always wanted to wear like a little golf tennis skirt with like a visor. What are your thoughts on anything physical whatsoever on a first date? Even just like a gentle touch. Good question. Hugs are fine, I guess. I don't know about Yeah, like a hug one. Or also, wait, real quick before you start that. If it is someone from a dating app, when you first approach them at the location, if you didn't pick her up or something, do you want her to go up and hug you? Yeah, that would be weird if you didn't. I don't what know. Do you, what do you do? Handshake? Fist I don't pump? know. Do the awkward like elbow to elbow thing now? I can still do. That's a whole other topic. That's a whole other hour talking about meeting people nowadays. I'm not a kiss in the first day kind of guy, so you're asking the wrong guy there. But even if it's yeah, gone really well, don't care. Got it. I kind That's of agree. Just, I don't know. Kind of like sparks some sort of mood for this uh, second date, I guess. Yeah, keep him guessing. Keep some things on the table. I could I could vibe with that. It's no fun when you just like give it all up on the first, you know, first date. Although we've been talking about how girls can approach guys and girls can make it official and make the power moves, I do feel like on the first date, the girl just cannot be the one to lean in for the kiss. Like that's got to be the guy in the driver's seat in my opinion anyway. Like there's no situation oh, in which yeah. the girl's going to initiate that. No, I agree. And I'm all for it. However, you need to like at least give some hints or something. Like yeah. no guy's just gonna lean in if he's not vibing with it. That that takes what a is, lot of balls. What is a hint to you? I'll tell you exactly what you have to do. You have to touch them on the shoulder when you're giggling. You have to like touch yeah. them on the knee when you're reaching over to grab your phone. Like just yes. initiate some type of physical contact to let them know, like, hey, I'm into this. Yeah. Exactly what Abby said. I have it down to a science, you guys. <laughs> Maybe Corey should be interviewing you. Like, I just, I love dates. I love doing it, so. Um, Abby's like at minute 27 of the date to <laughs> gently touch his forearm. <laughs> she's got like little alerts on her phone that like <laughs> vibe out on her Apple Watch. And she's like, oh God, I got to touch him now. <laughs> I'm honored that you think I can afford an Apple Watch. <laughs> Pepperdine, <laughs> student loans, can pay for it, come on. <laughs> okay i have another question would you ever date a girl with a kid no <laughs> George right. currently has an uncle potential neither, no, neither. no it's okay. i can neither. take care of myself how am i going to take <laughs> take care of a girl and the exactly. kid <laughs> I am a kid. this may sound harsh but i don't want to take care of my own kid that doesn't exist why would i want to take care of your kid <laughs> it's true I don't want to take care of my own mind, but I want to take care of some strange man's. Honesty hour, for sure. No, this is so true, you guys. Like, it takes a special kind of person to date someone with a kid. I just don't have a heart for it. Maybe when I'm, like, 28, maybe we'll reassess. But at this moment, I don't have a heart for it. Not even then, honestly. Not even then for me. If I loved him. Yeah, if you loved him, I guess. We don't need to talk about dating anymore, but I'm just curious. <laughs> would you rather have a girl, there's two opposite ends of the spectrum, would you rather have a girl be like overly confident or cocky, maybe to a fault, or or insecure a little bit? I mean, obviously you want a, you want a happy medium, but um, I kind of like the insecure. I know it sounds bad, but um, it gives me something to like give them affirmation on. Isn't that weird? No, that makes no. sense. I like think if they're insecure about, I don't know, their body type or whatever, and you just, I don't know, it gives you something nice to talk to them about every time and mm-hmm. say, hey, you're looking, you know, you look great. Like, keep it up. And just like helping them build that insecurity back. I don't know. Maybe it's like a 
want to better somebody. I don't know. Because if you get into like cocky phase, I don't know. You really can't make somebody better that way. I don't know. I'm telling Abby she looks great. She's like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I already looked in the mirror this morning. I know. (laughs) I already read my daily affirmation. (laughs) Wait, I don't want to harp on dating, but I have another pressing question. (laughs) Let's say you're texting someone um, or you've been on maybe one day, but you're still texting. Would you rather be ghosted or is is someone a freak if they're like upfront and they're like, I don't see a future? Like, I just want to be friends. No, to be honest with you, I'd rather they just tell me. Yeah, God forbid we have conversations these days. Some people don't. I was talking to my friend about that, and she was like, no, what a freak to (laughs) be up front. I'd rather just. People don't like to just talk about how they feel. I don't know. It's, like, weird nowadays. People don't like to say how they're, I don't know, how they feel about other people. I don't know. It's just an opinion. People are allowed to have opinions. Mm And if somebody says, you know what, dude, you're ugly. And I'm like, okay, that's sick. I can't help it. I'm sorry it didn't work out. But at least I know that that's why. It's not something else. Then you have like stuck in this like weird mystery. Uh 1,000%. I would much rather have someone be like, I have enjoyed getting to know you, but I just don't see this going anywhere rather than just leaving me in the dark and me not knowing what the heck's going on. Like so. Exactly. hate how much we've normalized ghosting people i think it's the most dehumanizing thing of our generation i hate it so much yeah that needs to be canceled um (laughs) also everyone's always like if he wanted to text you he would but sometimes i want to text someone and i just don't (laughs) so is that that true (laughs) if he wanted to text you he would because sometimes i want to do stuff but i just choose not to for whatever reason okay we i had this conversation with uh my girlfriend's sister as well they both say that if a guy is able to get on Instagram, on social media, that he's able to text back. And I argued, no, that's not uh-huh. true because social media is mindless. I can open it, look at it, and forget about it. Text, I feel like you have to kind of put some effort into and like think about your response. And, you know, there's just sometimes I don't want to think about what I'm doing on my phone. I just kind of want to be on it real quick. It doesn't necessarily mean that I don't want to text you. It's just meaning that, hey, I'm going to text you, but I care about what I'm going to respond with. So therefore, I'm not going to text you quite yet. Yeah. Some of my best friends. No, I agree. Because I could be on my phone all day, but my best friends don't get a text back. And obviously, I like them. (laughs) So I don't know. I just disagree with if he wanted to, he would. Exactly. I mean, it's it's like that. I have a bunch of people that are like... Would you say that? Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. But I think when people say if he wanted to, he would, that's more so in the early stages, like in the courting phase, when guys are like trying to figure out if this is going anywhere. Because in that situation, yes, I think if he is really into you, he would make the time to show you that he is Mm -hmm. and so that you can all be on the same page. But like down the line, if you're dating, like, and they don't text you back, like, I just don't think you need to read too much into it. Like they're probably just busy or whatever. Yeah. And again, another turn off for me is girls that are super dependent maybe it's just me but absolutely if they if they require me to text them every two minutes sorry yeah. not that, that can't, I literally can't offer that attention and personally <laughs> I love to see what people do when I'm not texting them like if they're on social media like posting they're going out like on walks with other people that's dope good good for them yeah. at least they're keeping themselves busy if they're sitting in their house and waiting for me to text them that's just not going to work 
Yeah, mm-hmm. dependency makes me ill, especially as we get into our 20s. It's like, okay, have your own life. Okay, so switching gears a little bit. Um, <laughs> the there is no smooth transition for this whatsoever, but we wanted to cover dating. Oh, kind of a little bit. Positive self-image lines into being a confident dater in a way. So there's my transition. We're going to yeah. go into positive want, self-image. I would like to preface by saying that we're in love with Troy and we want him on this podcast and we asked him what he himself would yeah. like to talk about and he gave us the idea of self-image, which I think is really tender and wholesome. So let's do it. Let's talk about self-image. I don't even I don't even know where to start. Do we have do we have specific questions or are we just kind of like free balling here? Let's start by like all defining what we think it is and then maybe it's importance. And- yeah, let's all give a definition first. Yeah, self-image. I mean, obviously, how you view yourself, and then I think a counterpart to that is how others view you as well. Because you, oh, I always think about how other people view me. So whether whether it's your, if I was if I was to pass away like right now, don't knock on wood, I'm not. But like, (laughs) (laughs) like what what are people gonna say? Are they gonna say, wow, that guy was that guy was a dick, or wow, he was super nice, wow, he was bald? I mean, it could be anywhere. What are people going to remember about you for sure? Yeah. And that's, I think that's kind of like a, it's a character self-image thing. It's all those, all above. Uh, Going off of that, I think it also goes hand in hand with self-awareness because if you don't have self-awareness, you'll probably have a distorted Mm -hmm. self-image. And so that's something you grow with, with time as you get older and as you like figure out how to interact with the world. But I think as long as you are self-aware, you can kind of have a pretty good idea of what your images and also self-image goes along with confidence because it's how highly you view yourself, not just exactly who you think you are, but also do you think that's a good person? Do you think that's a bad person? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say what we said earlier for a sec about the way someone carries themselves when they walk in, are they confident? Are they self-assured? I think that goes hand in hand with your self-image. Yes. And I think there's a fine line between super confident and cocky <laughs> like you just don't want to cross that line and I, I really don't know where that line like comes from throughout my life <laughs> that's the line that abby dances on <laughs> i sleep on that line i live on it <laughs> I, I can't set up a tent and i am <laughs> on that border but yeah i think a big thing for me is how self-assured someone is especially as like we're getting older and there's no I mean, there's a million reasons not to be, but when you boil down to it, like you, that's something you should really work on. How self-assured are you with yourself, with how you carry yourself, with how you like act in a room full of people? And something else is you can be self-assured and confident in your abilities to complete things, to complete your goals, like tactile things. But also there's just a whole nother ball game when it comes to viewing how you look because I think those two although they somewhat go hand in hand are also very separate like you can have a self-image for you and your abilities but also how you look especially I, I feel like self-image is would you say I personally I mean image goes hand in hand with how you look to me so I would say like 70% how you look and 30% how you act but mm-hmm. I guess now that we're talking about it maybe it's more 50-50 but Yeah, and it's also what you've accomplished and what you're doing in life and, like, the life you lead. Like, where are you going? What are you valuing, you know? Yeah, it's all that. So what 
made you want to talk about self-image? What made that be your topic of discussion? Because <laughs> I have poor self-image. All right, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> His voice gets desperate. self-image. And now okay. But you have like a self-deprecating humor about it, which probably could be like a cover, but that's, also that's it's only one that I <laughs> Troy, yes. when, since I've met you, I feel like you are one of the most confident guys in the room. Okay, well, that's such a such a ploy that I must put off because I do not feel that way. But I'm glad it comes off that way. <laughs> but that's definitely not the case. Um, I don't know. I'm just one of the – Abby, to your point, that's how I deal with my self-image is I just make fun of myself. I don't know. <laughs> no, I like, think that's a common thing. A lot of people do that mm-hmm. for sure. It's a lot of people do. A lot of people don't bring it up either, but it's like different sides. I don't know. Like, I love it. I make fun of myself all the time. And I think it comes with, you know, I just know who I am now and there's not much I can do. But in a way, that's almost like a positive self-image because you are, you know who you are and you're like self-aware and self-assured in that respect. Yeah. And I just came to that conclusion like recently that, you know, if I make fun of myself, whatever, and all this good stuff. That's, that's just who I am. And honestly, I'm at a point in my life where if you don't like it, that sucks. Because that's mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not really going to change. There's not much I can change. I want to also note that self image is in no way linear. Like, it's not like the older you get, the more confident you get necessarily. Like, I think it's a very up and down situation. But I wanted to ask you, since you are a few years older than us, do you think that with the older you've gotten into your 20s, do you think it's been easier to find that confidence and that self-assurance or yes. not at all? <laughs> no, yes. I think, I don't know. You get you get to a point where you're like, it's not like a maturity thing. It's just like a, everyone's at a point in their life where like, you've done enough. Like I, I've went through so many bad hair phases and now I'm just at a point where I don't even have it anymore. So I'm at my worst hair phase and here we are. There's not much you can do. And it's, it's, you come to a point where it's doesn't matter at this point. And I'm starting to, I don't know, maybe it was like when I was young, I was super fixated on how people looked. And like, mm-hmm. you know, if I was dating somebody, I wanted them to be super sexy and all this. Like, there's it's just solid. some people like all this. There's a ton of celebrities out there that are super cool, like really attractive, all that good stuff. But I couldn't even imagine trying to like conversate with them. I don't know. Right. It's just like one of those things where you just like kind of grow up and be like, I don't know. You start looking at people in a different way, especially yourself. Yeah, and I think as you grow up a little bit too, you kind of just realize you play the cards you're dealt in life. And we all, we all, no matter how perfect or beautiful we may be, we all have something that we wish we could change about ourselves. Maybe for you, it's your hair. For me, it's my height. I wish I was not such a gigantor girl. I feel like I'm six foot three, even though I'm not, but I feel that way. Abby is a cool 5'10. I'm a cool 5'10, but it feels as though I'm taller than every single man I've ever met in my life. And like, do I wish I could change it? Probably, but there's nothing I can do about it. So I better start owning it, you know, actually. Is self-image something for like you personally that you are working on continuously or have you, you're kind of like, you think you're where you're at? Yeah, no, I mean, I think every day you can kind of better your self-image in a way. The housekeepers want to speak on self-image. Housekeepers for positive. For positive. It grows, and every day you can kind of better yourself and be like, hey, you look – I mean, you look at yourself every day, right? Mm-hmm. Have you got a day where you don't look at yourself once? No, probably not because, you know, you always have a mirror. You always got FaceTime, Snapchat, whatever. 
that as well. But honestly, I mean, it's one of those things um, that I think you just got to learn to love yourself at a certain point. Do you believe in positive affirmations? Like, do you ever tell yourself affirmations when you're feeling down? That might be a girl thing. I yeah, I don't think it's a boy thing. I'm gonna say. Yeah, that. I don't think I've ever come to a point where that that is a thing. He's like, that's my lowest point. Would be. I mean, yeah. When I start talking to myself in the mirror, that's bad. <laughs> but, oh my god, you do that every day. It's probably why I'm such a cocky son of a bitch. I mean, there's <laughs> there's a bunch of things that like you can like, I don't know, go day to day and see like you know. I could be, I don't know, handicapped in some point, like, you know, don't have legs or whatever, random things like that. I mean, it makes you think it's terrible, but, you know, they live great lives and you're out here struggling to, you know, find positives in your life. It's it's tough to go right. about your day and not think about like how lucky you are. Yeah. Somebody always has it worse and somebody always has it better, but we are all just living our own unique experiences, playing the cards we're dealt. I love it. Exactly. Yeah reality of it all what do you think are ways tangible ways people can implement into their lives to improve their self-image um that's a good starting point so what i would say is kind of like what you were saying positive affirmation i don't personally do that however i in a (laughs) way do that saying like not comparing myself to others but saying how it could be you know worse i don't know i look at myself and i am what i am and just coming to the fact that you are who you are and there's not much you can do. Sure, you can go get plastic surgery and all that, but that's just not you. I don't know. I just feel like mm-hmm. doing all that fake stuff, it just doesn't benefit anyone. To come to back to self-image, I'm, I don't know. It's kind of like a look at yourself every day and be lucky that you're you are who you are and you're not someone else, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I feel like people... Even- with comparison and struggle with confidence it stems from an underlying fear of not being loved and not being loved intimately for exactly who they are and if you think about it we all know someone in our lives loosely or closely that's just a freak right like we just know some weird people and even they have found other freaks to love and so that just proves that there is someone for everyone. And no matter where you fall on the spectrum, like there's tons of people out there that would kill to be with you, you know? And so if you just think that way, I think that's also That's so true. Like you're exactly what someone wants. Mm-hmm. You probably yeah, have more Troy has, but. <laughs> where, is I mean, where is the girlfriend? We're just over here as single as a Pringle. Spitballing. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, everything, everything happens for a reason and everyone like you said, we'll find somebody eventually. Cause I don't know. There's a bunch of people that I know that have, n- <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you found somebody else. Sorry. Terrible. Sounds terrible. No, but it's true. It's true. Uh-huh. Like, you know, even they found somebody and you know, even if you're the weirdest person on earth, I'm sure you could find somebody else. that's just as weird, if not weirder that are perfect for each other. So <laughs> there's always some, someone for someone, I guess. And also there's, even aside from romantic relationships, there's friendships for everyone and everyone can find those people. And I think the people that do have secure friendships and relationships outside of just romantic ones, those are the people that can also allow themselves to be more confident in who they are because they've already surrounded themselves with people, other humans that love them for exactly who they are. Friendship is such a thing that it's so interesting because you literally, there's no no expectation. Like you're just spending time with them because you like them. That's it. Nothing romantic. You're not family. You don't work together. <laughs> it's literally just talking because you like this person. 
That's why oh, yeah. friends last Platonic. forever and relationships come and go sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you care about, you know, they care about you, you care about them. Even though, you know, sometimes you have your differences. Like, I know a lot of my friends hate that I have time. I'm very timely, very, like, on the clock, and I'm very, like, scheduled, routine. And I hate that about myself, but that's just the way I am. There's and, nothing wrong with that. I mean, there is to a certain point. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty bad where I literally just work gym eat bed mm-hmm. repeat every day you know i try and switch it up but you know it gets to a point where it's like friends accept me now <laughs> they're like oh troy's going to the gym now troy's going to eat now or i don't know some people love routine and that's going to be someone's favorite thing about you you know yep. like that's sure. it's just different folks different strokes or whatever like everybody <laughs> has their thing Never heard that. Never heard that phrase. Yeah, yeah. Did you just come up with that one? Did I just invent that? I swear I didn't. Whatever floats your boat. How about that exactly. one? Okay, not to be super cheesy, but I think it would be really cute to end this little talk on self-image with each of us saying something that we really do genuinely love about ourselves, and I'll go first. I love my ability to have conversations with anyone of any age in any place, stranger or not. I just love the way that I'm so fearless in connecting with other human beings. Love that about you. Your turn, Troy. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm articulating mine in my head. Not everybody all at once. Come on, I could keep going. <laughs> Abby's like, I'm going to keep naming Abby's them until I right now. I have to like, think about <laughs> something nice about, about myself. Ashley, go ahead. Um, I love the way that... I view life and just kind of like how fun it could be and how much potential it has for like daily things to be fun and enjoyable. And this sounds cheesy, main character-ish. <laughs> I just like like the way I have the ability to like view and like view and enjoy daily things and also like really special things. I love that about you too, Ash. And it rubs off on the people who spend time with you, which is great. That exactly. was so sweet and innocent, your tiny voice. <laughs> yeah, a different voice. What was that? <laughs> There's a lot of sides to me. That's another thing I love about myself. Abby, <laughs> Abby can do voices. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'll do some impressions later. Love that. Okay, is it my turn? Because I'm still like on the on the fence about anything good about Okay, myself. we'll go again, Abby. Your turn. <laughs> There's only three of us, Troy, so the time How long is this episode? You guys can go for like three hours. <laughs> so realistically, I think one thing that I love about myself is just kind of my like carefree attitude I don't kind of go with the flow um, I don't like to stress about anything and I try not to get mad <laughs> try not to that's the key word um, but you know everything happens for a reason you just got to let it happen I try not to force life on myself or on others so I mean just kind of enjoy it while you're here you know <laughs> it's one of those totally you know, you never really know anything good. You know, everyone takes life for granted, but you know, it's one of those things that could be gone tomorrow. It's terrible, but you know, you just got to live it every day. Like, like it's your last, it's honestly a fun ride. Yeah. That's I a really good line. Try not to force life. Just trademark it. I just trademark it. it Try not to force life. I think those were all really great things that we all just said, and they were all speaking to our character. But now, even harder, we should go around and say something that we like about ourselves physically, because I think most people are harder on themselves about the way they look than about the way that they walk through life. I'll go first again. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm really grateful that God gave me dark hair and blue eyes. That's yeah. the one thing I like about myself. Somebody else go, for the love of God. <laughs> Before we all yak. Troy. Actually, nope, you. This one's a roundabout one. I like kind of, <laughs> I like my body type. I like the fact that for, I like how I look for the amount of effort I put in, in terms of like physical, like working out. Yeah. No, I, I get that. That's awesome. That's, uh, you know, if I was to say one bad thing, I'm not going to say one bad thing about myself, but we'll, we'll go from there. But honestly, that's, I know a lot of people that, you know, have different body types and that's just the way they are. You know, some people that eat a lot and just can't get, you know, can't get, can't gain weight. And then you have the exact opposite. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the way people are. I don't really know. Abby knows I have ice cream every single night. Yeah. <laughs> Genetics. Love that. I've honestly grown to love not having hair. I know it sounds terrible, but I, I love Ooh, it now. That's I think awesome. it was good on you. Um, thank you. But honestly, showers, A1. You, you guys should shave your head and shower. It's so nice. <laughs> it's literally like a five-second shower. <laughs> It's so Next time we talk, Abby's bald. <laughs> but like, honestly, like going out, it's, it's not even, you don't even have to think about it. Like I yeah. don't once think about my hair because there is none to think about. However, it's just nice. Like if you don't like me now, you're not going to like me, you know. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> has to worry about being old with you and having you lose your hair because it's already gone, baby. Exactly. <laughs> it's already gone. So I can't look much worse. I want to say something about baldness and the bald community. I have a member of my family very near and dear to my heart called Kevin Hunt. He is my father and one of my best friends, which he hates when I call him that. But anyways, um, he lost his hair, male pattern baldness, shout out. At age 19, he shaved his head. He was an absolute athletic beast, played rugby for 30 years, played college football, like was the coolest guy on the block and was the life of the party. And you know what? He rocked the bald lifestyle. And I think you do too, Troy. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think I mean, if someone has a super fun, outgoing, partying personality, the bald thing is a look. Yeah, it's, it's like kind a, of, it's a vibe. It's like definitely a vibe. Red hair are really, really fun. You're like, oh, it's that cool red hair, redhead guy. It's like yeah, a cool yeah. bald guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the bald community is growing. So that's that's nice. Love that. I, I love having people. I have a question about the bald community. Does your head get cold? Let me give you a few notes that I've noticed. So this is more notes from the bald community. Unblock up there. First thing is, no matter what, you are going to be freezing. Doesn't matter what the temperature is outside. <laughs> the slightest, okay, my office is like a nice chill 70s. However, the fan from the AC hits me in the head and it is so cold. I literally have to wear a jacket. I have a separate jacket at work that I wear constantly because I'm just freezing. If I don't wear a hat. Second off, when you shave your head, I don't know if it's just me, but I get a lot more nods from other bald guys. It's like a, it's definitely like a thing. I don't know. You like rec- real recognize real kind of thing. And yeah, no, it's definitely cold. It's not easy to shave your head. Try and get every angle. It's impossible, but it happens. Luckily, and it's winter, so it's beanie season. Have you been rocking a lot of beanies? I have, and I've actually been getting a lot of flack. Um, for wearing beanies and a, a lot of people saying hat fish and all this other stuff. That's a, that's a real thing too. Oh my hat God. Fishing. Well, it's a thing. I mean, it's a joke, but it's still fun. I mean, I that find it funny. So I don't really just want your little head to be warm. Jesus. <laughs> that's all I said. 
Can we end the podcast on a question? It's 20, almost 2021. COVID happened. It's still happening. Vaccine came out like no problem. Can we talk about why there's not a cure for baldness yet? Where is the government funds? I'm just surprised we can't like genetically mod. I'm sure we can, but like pick like (laughs) how you want your baby to look. That'd be just wild if you can just pick their hair color, their hair length. Uh, You know, I don't know. I just feel like you can get there by now. Rich people can do build a baby. They can pick all those things. Build a baby. <laughs> <laughs> build a bear. Um, but if any of our sponsors are listening and they have a huge fun, let's start funding some research on baldness. Oh, that's what I said. I think because maybe it's not like it's going to kill you. So maybe there's not like a rush to find a cure. <laughs> that's a good question. That's a good point. Maybe when we come out with our JGWI merch, we'll come out with a male's hairline and then you can be the Perfect. <laughs> well, you be your first model. I'm ready for it. Okay. Wrapping things up. You're almost 26 years old, a little bit older than us. You've lived some life. What is some advice you have for people in their 20s, whether it be regarding anything we've spoken about today? It can be dating, self-image, people in the bald community, whatever you want to say. <laughs> the bald community's already heard enough from me. Uh, <laughs> I would say, honestly, just go through life and live it, man. I mean, honestly, obviously can't travel right now uh, mm-hmm. as much as you can. I'm super into traveling, so while you can, while you're young, definitely do it. I'm still going to be doing it for the probably <laughs> remainder of my life, but go out there and see different cultures and see how other people in the world interact and view their life compared to yours in a way that where you don't want to compare yourself, but also take note of it and say, you know what, you know, these people live like this and I live like this, you know, it's a privilege to do what I do every day and, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe not have to struggle as much as some other people do. Um, You know, don't have to live through some obstacles that other people don't have to. And kind of just take that, just take it all in and honestly remember it all. Um, I'm super, super big into taking pictures. Friends hate me for it, but uh, I think they, they both have good memories and it's things like that. Like you'll look back at it and be like, wow, like, I had a lot of fun. Like literally I took I every plane flight that I go on, I go into airplane mode and I look at all my photos uh-huh. that I like have on my phone. And I like, uh-huh. just in this past one, I looked at 2020, I did so much stuff this year. It was like insane to look back and be like, wow, this is what I did in one year. Not even a year. It's not even over yet. And I've done this much stuff. It's insane. Everything that you can go through. And see how much you've changed as a person since then. Once we're able to all travel again, let's go on a trip together. Please. Let's do it. I'm all for it. And final question for you. What is a podcast book or documentary, any resource recommendation that you have been loving? Perfect. This is on self-image. I do not read books. Do not buy books. Recently got into like (laughs) the book club where you don't read books. I'm in. Anyway, (laughs) there's a book called The Four Agreements, if you haven't heard of that. By Miguel uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. That's not the book I'm recommending. However, it is a good book. But there's a, a book called Mastery of Love. It is all about self-love and positive affirmation about yourself and finding how it, it talks about how you have to love yourself first before you even think about trying to bring somebody else into your life. I never, like I said, never buy books. It was the only book I like legit bought and read more than once. How did you um, find it? How did it come on your radar? So it literally, somebody recommended The Four Agreements, which is, a, like I said, a really good book. 
and I really like his style of writing, Don Miguel Ruiz. The Mastery of Love is what I saw on his website. I'm like, wow, that looks kind of interesting. And I read the, uh, the summary of it. It illuminates the fear-based uh, beliefs and assumptions that undermine love and lead to suffering and drama in our relationships. Using insightful stories to bring his message to life, which are really good, by the way. It says, why domestication and the image of perfection lead to self-rejection. Why we hunt for love in others and how to capture love inside of us and how to finally accept and forgive ourselves and others. Wow, I love that. I, so, I'm sold. You guys got really lucky because I don't read books and this <laughs> just happened to be about self-love. So The stars align for us all once again. <laughs> Yep, there we go. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your morning in Vegas to chat with us. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you. And I love everything you have to say. Thanks for answering all of our insane questions. <laughs> that was yeah, a motley crew of an interview, but hey, I love every second of it. We're all for it. I'm all for that. So thanks again for having me. Like I said, you guys are close to me. So <laughs> give me a shout out whenever you guys are back down in the Los Angeles area. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, we have the best trip ever. Can't wait to hear about it. Can't wait to celebrate your 26th in Vegas. No <laughs> worries. Follow me on Instagram, you know. Oh, yeah. Pimp yourself out. Where do you want people to follow you at? At Troy Potensky yeah, on Instagram. I just made myself a, a public uh, <laughs> account now, so I'm back on not private anymore. Yeah. At Troy Potensky, everyone. You won't regret it. You just said. Thanks again for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a good holiday.